0: This is Stephanie Hawke, and you're listening to the 919 Radio Podcast.
1: Welcome, you're listening to the 919 Podcast, the only podcast all about the over 1.5 million people living in and transforming the triangle. I'm your host, John Carter, and you are about to listen to perhaps the quickest interview I've actually ever done on this podcast. I interview Stephanie Hocko, who is the communications director for Raleigh-Durham International Airport. Uh, A lot of her career was based on television and radio, and you can definitely tell she's able to get a lot of information across very quickly. Um, As someone who flies through RDU just about every week, I really enjoyed learning more about the airport and why lines might be longer now or what exciting changes are happening. Uh, Stephanie shared a lot of detail about what is going on behind the scenes of all of these changes and day-to-day operations of the airport. And a quick story, I was recently traveling back from India on business, and one of the typical conversations you have with coworkers uh, on a business trip is, Oh, you know, what route are you taking? How long is it going to take, etc.? Everyone you groans together like, oh, it's gonna take so long, or that's awful, you know. Uh, But I love surprising everyone with, oh yeah, it's just two legs, Mumbai to Paris, and then Paris to Raleigh, and then they'd say something like, "There's a direct flight from Paris to Raleigh." I'd say, "Of course, why wouldn't there be?" And (laughs) of course, you know, it's it's just I think it goes to show how fast uh, the triangle is growing, and a lot of that. Uh, Or at least a big portion of that can be uh, attributed to the airport and how many people we're serving and um, all all the new connections and direct flights. So that's really exciting. So maybe after hearing this chat, the next time you pass through RDU, you'll look at it in a different way. So let's move on to my conversation with Stephanie Hocko. Okay, I'm here with Stephanie Hocko, Director of Media Relations at Raleigh-Durham International Airport, also known as RDU. Stephanie, thanks for being on the 919 Podcast.
0: Thank you. Always happy to talk about RDU.
1: Stephanie, tell us about yourself. How did you come to be in the Triangle?
0: I came to the Triangle in 1998, so I'm not from here, but I claim it now. I'm a North Carolinian these days, originally from Florida. I came here actually to work for WREL as a reporter and anchor, and later worked in radio as well. And when I got out of the broadcasting business, I went into public relations, and of course media relations was a natural fit, having been a reporter, and here I am.
1: That's so cool. So tell me about R- WRL You were a you were an anchor.
0: I was. I did a weekend morning show, which is an interesting sleep pattern. <laughs> it was uh, early <laughs> or not a on sleep Fridays. pattern at all. Not a sleep pattern. That's right. Morning shows were never my thing. But I did a lot of reporting. I did anchoring. Um, covered a lot of different topics. Um, hurricanes and blizzards and I was one of those people standing outside on the side of the road telling you it was too dangerous to be on the side of the (laughs) too too dangerous to be outdoors right during a storm so yeah I did a lot of that for a number of years
1: that's so cool. Well, what do you do for RDU as the Director of Media Relations?
0: I interface with the media. So my primary responsibility is getting our message out through the press, uh, talk to reporters on a daily basis, write press releases, and that type of thing. And so we try to communicate with our customers. And one of the ways that we do that is through through the media. So that's my Podcast, day-to-day job. Podcasts, of course. That's <laughs> right. Podcasts, absolutely.
1: And newspaper and all that. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Well, Um, That's awesome. You know, a lot of us travel through RDU on a regular basis, um, but might not have any knowledge of its history. Mm -hmm. So maybe you can bring us up to speed. You know, what's the history of RDU for people who don't know and... Uh, when was it established yeah
0: well it was established back in 1939 and then interestingly just a couple of years later the federal government took it over for use as a military training facility in 1942
1: so that's why I see fighter jets every now and then well you see over, fighter my jets, house.
0: Is they, oh, <laughs> over your house sure. okay,
1: well, so I live um, up Leesville Road oh, okay. so the flight patterns always over mm-hmm. my house so uh, it depends on the day, but sometimes we'll have you know, jets flying over, but we've 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 seen fighter jets fly oh, yeah. over. Yes, yeah. So yeah. they stopped
0: by here. We had a couple of Harrier jets, so maybe two, three weeks ago. That so, sounds right. Yeah. yeah, we were standing outside kind of geeking out about that because <laughs> that was pretty neat. We don't see that very often. Um, so in the 1940s, it was taken over for military use. And then around 1947 is when we actually had our first commercial flight. It was Capital Airlines, which is United now. And then in the 1950s, the first terminal opened and it has been growing ever since.
1: That's so cool. So let's then talk about the present. Uh, how many passengers fly through are you currently?
0: We have 12.8 million passengers who flew through last year. So we are setting all kinds of records for growth. That was a 10% increase over the previous year. We're looking at another 10% increase this year. So that's, yes, if you wait in lines or see congestion on the curb, that's one of the reasons we're very busy.
1: So so 13 million, 13 million sounds like a lot of people, mm-hmm. but what is that? Like, it's hard to actually understand what that number means. So, can you compare that to another airport or maybe in daily passengers or something like that? Sure.
0: So, 35,000 people a day travel through here. Wow. We actually set a record in June. Compared to June of the previous year, we had 675,000 people get on planes at RDU, and that was about one a 10% month. increase in 1 month. That's right. <laughs> so, it's a very busy operation, it's about the 39th largest in the country, and our peer airports would be places like Nashville, Cincinnati, Austin,
1: Wow, okay. Which makes sense. I mean, they're very in similar um, kind of culture yeah. and everything. So that's very cool. So um, just talk, talk to RDU's impact on the region and beyond. You know, what's the economic impact people work for the airport that kind of stuff
0: well it's a very strong economic impact as you can imagine it's one of the things that people are most interested in when they're talking about bringing jobs to this area they want to know about your air service and how you can connect people to the rest of the world so it's got a twelve point eight million dollar billion dollar impact each year we have eighty six thousand regional jobs that are supported by the airport so it is a thriving transportation center and something that's really really important as an economic driver in the area
1: that's cool all right then we're going to take a quick break and when we get back uh stephanie's going to share more about the future of rdu and then some other
0: stuff sounds good
1: this episode is brought to you by ashley quinn of fonville morrissey premier agents network if you want to sell your home or buy a home in the triangle look no further than ashley she helped my wife and i buy our first home just a couple months ago and it could not have been a better experience she held our hands through the whole thing and made sure we didn't miss out on the dream home that we wanted. You can email her at Ashley at AshQuinn.com and make sure to mention the podcast. That's Ashley at Okay, Stephanie. So obviously Triangle is growing so fast, North Carolina by extension. Um, how is RDU accommodating the rising population? So you mentioned, I mean, it's 10 double-digit growth year over year. So what does that look like? And you know, I've obviously seen that in the lobby there, you know, yes. the, the lions wrapping around the lobby. So um, what is RDU doing to um, to bring you know, more capacity?
0: Well, as a frequent flyer, I'm sure you've seen many of the growing pains I'm, that we're I'm, experiencing here.
1: Two things. One, I'm very thankful for TSA Pre. Good. Uh, two, I hope no one else gets it because I don't <laughs> want that to be... Um, you know, everyone goes to the TSA pre, I like going through security, uh, quickly. Mm-hmm. So everyone, everyone listening, don't get TSA pre, it's horrible. Um, <laughs> anyway, but yes, I mean, obviously there's lots of lines. And yeah,
0: everything. there is. Well, and you know, you and your listeners probably have all noticed the same things. We have a lot of traffic on the curbs. If you come in between five and 8 AM, which is actually when about a fourth of our flights leave for the day, uh, you're going to see longer lines at security. And we generally get people through in about 30 minutes, but you can wait 30 to 45 minutes during that peak travel time in the morning mornings I'm glad you mentioned pre-check and I know you want to discourage people so no one else I'll just cut it out that's, <laughs> that's right you can edit this out but you can get through pre-check as you know in you know five minutes ten minutes so we're actually the third airport in the country in terms of the number of people who have pre-check so we definitely encourage people really to do that Yes, and you wouldn't
1: think that um just with how fat how fast like okay interesting
0: mm-hmm so yeah you get through pretty quickly if you go through pre-check we have a lot of infrastructure needs as you can imagine right now our primary need is replacing our main runway we want to make it longer so we can accommodate larger planes and farther destinations we want to go to Asia our customers want to go there so that's one of our dots that we'd like to put on our map
1: well let's stop there um, for a second how how do you know do you take surveys like how do you understand the makeup of people in the area and where they're wanting to go like how would you even know that sure kind of we're
0: able to tell where our customers are flying to and where they're connecting through so where their ultimate destinations are and so we use that information to as I said put dots on the map right now we have 10 airlines and 62 nonstop destinations and that just keeps growing which is also increasing our passenger volume <laughs> and leading to those growing pains but it's great for airfares we've got the second lowest in the state behind Asheville so wow, wow. we had frontier just add two new flights nonstop to Atlanta and Miami. They used to have seasonal service to Boston. They've made that year-round. Spirit Airlines joined earlier this year. They added seven nonstop flights, so we have a lot of offerings for people, but with that comes the need to add security lanes, which we just did in May, which we plan to do again next spring, Uh, the need to replace that runway, and also to build more terminal gates, and we're looking at as many as 19 new gates coming up in the next several years between now and 2040 or so
1: my goodness so actually let's talk more about that um something we like talking about the podcast is just the exciting things that are happening in the mm-hmm. triangle and the 919 area code so one of one of them is the i think what you guys called it is the vision 2040 master plan that's right and you've mentioned some of the things that have happened but maybe you can talk more about that what Who set that vision? When was that vision made? And what's going to happen between now and the next 20 years?
0: Sure. Well, that was adopted in 2017, and it was the product of a lot of public meetings. I think there were 10 open meetings, lots of discussion with what we call our owning bodies, which is the cities of Raleigh and Durham and the counties of Wake and Durham. They actually own the airport. And we set out the projections that we thought we would need to manage growth by 2040. But I can tell you that as the research triangle grows, the airport is growing and we're actually at... Our twenty thirty one projections now. So we are well ahead of schedule in terms of growth. So nine
1: years ahead of schedule.
0: Yeah, well ahead of schedule.
1: Goodness. So Uh, You mentioned a new runway. You mentioned, um, I think, something about ground transportation. Yeah, we're going to build a ground
0: transportation center. That's going to be two different things. We'll have a rental car consolidated facility, so all of the 11 rental car facilities will have their own counters. You'll be able to walk to it from the terminals. We'll also have a separate area for Uber and Lyft and hotel shuttles and limos and all of those ground transportation services. So we think that's going to be really helpful. And of course, it's down the road. We have to do environmental studies, then it'll take several years to build but we have that's that's one of the many needs that we have. It's about 1.8 billion in unfunded infrastructure needs that we have now, and that's about a 500 billion project. So, we have sounds like a lot like of a things lot of happening.
1: Money. 500 billion.
0: It's real money. 500 million oh for the goodness. rental car. Oh Okay. okay. Yep. So I'll say like
1: <laughs> that does not. So, no. Yeah. Okay, no. 500 million. Wow. That's that's a lot. Um, but I mean, no, much needed, right? Because there's just so many Very passengers.
0: Very Well, you see the traffic on the curbs. You've got the you know lifts and the Ubers competing with different shuttles and people trying to drop people off. So that's one of the things we really want to do is clear that up and just make it a much more streamlined experience for our customers.
1: So something in the past uh, couple of years that uh, I know our use you added just in the past year actually there's been new routes to uh, places in Europe right like the UK and Paris.
0: We're actually looking at a lot of things. We have a nonstop to uh, Paris, of course. Uh, we are looking at adding some more European destinations. Potentially, places like Amsterdam or uh, Dublin would be exciting places to go. We know our customers want to go there. Uh, right now, we're serving 47 of the top 50 domestic markets, so we feel like we're getting our customers where we got, want to go, where they want to go. But we're always looking to add new places, and of course, as I mentioned, Asia is a big. Where priority. in Asia?
1: I'm curious. Uh, it Mainly could be like Beijing, China for
0: example, or, okay. mm-hmm, China. Okay. Yeah, and that's where our customers want to go, and we want to help them get there.
1: And you said something about the the type of aircraft. So I know I've seen the the FedEx, um, mm-hmm. you know, aircraft, and they're huge. Is it something like that? That kind of size of aircraft, just more regularly, larger
0: or? aircraft that hold more passengers. Of course, one of the reasons we would need the longer the new runways because it has to be a longer <laughs> runway in order to accommodate those planes. Sure. and of course they can travel to much farther destinations.
1: Wow. So what are some of the, we've talked about all the exciting things, what are some of the challenges that might come with, uh, one, running an airport, and then two, trying to grow the airport size and capacity?
0: Funding is our biggest challenge right now. As I said, we have $1.8 billion in unmet needs. That includes the new runway, the terminals, or excuse me, the uh, gates in the terminals. Uh, the ground transportation, the rental car facility, so just a lot of things that need to happen on campus in order to keep up with this tremendous growth that the Research Triangle is seeing and that RDU is seeing along with it. So we have to really look at creative ways to come up with funding, and we're doing that in several different ways. Um, One of them, for example, would be what we call pouring rights. So you might have... Not uh, concrete. uh, No.
1: (laughs) What, no, That's my not, first thought.
0: Okay. No, we do pour a lot of concrete. Okay, that's I can tell you. In fact, fun fact about RDU, we have enough concrete on campus to pave a highway from Raleigh to Wilmington. So we have a lot of concrete to wow. keep up with. Yes. <laughs> um, but no pouring rights would be, for example, becoming a just Coke or just Pepsi airport. Oh, so we look to make... Literally
1: pouring beverages. Exactly. Pouring beverages. <laughs>
0: that's right. And speaking of pouring beverages, we have a new tavern that's going to open and they're going to start no an RDU Brew.
1: Is that a specific... It's are, a specific are you, beer.
0: That's right. So oh, Are you going to serve Old Tuffy?
1: Old Tuffy? Are you going to serve I that? I haven't heard
0: any plans about Old Tuffy well, yet. Well, that needs to happen. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll put that on the list. As long, My
1: favorite my favorite is Red Oak. So as long as you have some Red Oak in there, okay. I'll, be, I'll be very okay. happy. We'll Just check. put that in for... You we'll know, check
0: concessions up. for you. <laughs>
1: well, that's, so that's very cool. Um, Talking more about um, just your interaction with the the cities, because you're you're right in the middle, right near RTP, right in the middle of Durham and Mm -hmm. Chapel Hill and Raleigh. So how do you work with these uh, entities and then... Uh, you're talking about neighborhoods that you could be when you need to expand. I mean, there's Umstead Park. So talk, talk to me about that a little bit.
0: Right. Well, we started out with about 900 acres and we have 5,000 now. So it's grown quite a bit over the years, of course, mm. uh, dating back to 39 when it was chartered. Um, we are actually owned by the cities of Raleigh and Durham and the counties of Wake and Durham. And one of the things that people often um, mistake is that we are completely funded by tax dollars. And in reality, we get $12,500 a year from each of those owning bodies. So we get $50,000 in local tax- Which doesn't go a year. very
1: far, I It Doesn't go
0: <laughs> very far at an airport. Um, we certainly <laughs> appreciate it, but it's a, it's a drop in the bucket. We have a $121 million operating budget each year. So we are required by federal law to generate all of our own revenue from our property and our operations. Wow. So we communicate with the owning bodies on a regular basis. The airport is run by the airport authority is run by a board, and their members are appointed by the local government. So we're in constant communication with them, and it's it's a good relationship. It's something that we value.
1: Okay, very cool. And then, as you're talking about um, expanding, um, I've seen even like on on social media is like dispelling any myths that mm-hmm. are about like actually. Uh, growing the land so how, how do you how do you work with different um, the politics of the area
0: sure well the, we're not looking to expand so much as what we're looking at is a land lease that would expand an existing quarry and that's something you've probably heard about and you're talking about that's been a political issue And sure. there, are, there are some myths surrounding that um, I think you know the idea that there wasn't public input which of course There was, I mentioned the Vision 2040 plan that took place over many years, and there was a lot of communication and open meetings. Um, You know, the idea that we're selling the land, the land's not for sale, it's going to be leased, and we're looking at earning about $24 million conservatively for airport operations. So um, that's real money, and we need it, and we're going to to be putting that towards all those infrastructure needs that we hope is going to make this an easier travel experience for people and make us a world-class airport.
1: Speaking of being a world-class airport, so you said 39th, right? now mm-hmm. and about size do you do you see it what do you see that number in 2040
0: you know we just continue to grow so who knows where we're going to be in 2040. number one but if we're looking, that's <laughs> right number one airport in the country um you know if we continue Watch to go at double digits yeah. we're going to you know really just exceed expectations and growth projections
1: that's very cool all right well then some quick questions for you okay Are you ready uh personal favorite restaurant or store in either terminal
0: Oh, you know, Root and Branch is a great store. It's uh, have you been to? Into- I have. Yeah. Okay. Very I can cool. tell by the look on your face yeah, you shopped at Root and Branch. Very cool. yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Whiskey River in Terminal Two yes. is a good restaurant. Um, like I said, we've got the new brewery that's about to open. We're getting a BurgerFi, so that'll be exciting. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, we're constantly opening new restaurants. So and you know you gotta love Forty Second Street. So mm. that's one the, of my the favorites. The oyster bar. The right oyster, right oyster there? bar.
1: yeah. Yep. That's right. Most interesting destination you can fly to from RDU in your opinion.
0: Oh, wow. Um, you know, Paris is a favorite, of course, and London. Those are two of our great nonstop um, international destinations. Sure. I love Orlando because I'm from there. Okay, so. yeah. And there's, there's quite a few flights. Home to, to Disney World. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of exciting places you can go. Like I said, 62 nonstop. So just come on in and buy a ticket and you'll find somewhere fun to go. <laughs>
1: buy a ticket, figure it out as you come. Yep. That's right. Have you seen any celebrities come through the airport?
0: I have not seen any celebrities in the airport. That's interesting, isn't it? I haven't uh, thought about that. Do you
1: know of any uh, that have, that you just have heard like oh this person came through or we, we noticed this person You know
0: I really haven't.
1: Can I brag for a second?
0: Absolutely. when I
1: was in bag I was coming back from Atlanta um, a couple probably two months ago and, and baggage claim Robert Irvine, the celebrity oh, chef yeah. uh, was on my flight. I thought it was him but I actually had to text a friend to make sure I, like... Snapped a picture of him really secretly and then I went up to him and was like, Are you a rubber? I was like, Yes, <laughs> yes I am. So he was obviously very much like didn't want to talk to anybody, but he yeah. was nice enough to talk to me for like oh, two minutes. Good. So but that was that was cool. It was, um, well
0: this is a foodie location, so I'm not surprised. Uh
1: apparently, yeah, he was he was doing something with a college. Uh, I I forgot the, the name it was a smaller college, but he was doing something with them. So yeah. Okay. Apparently he comes through like a couple times a year. So wow. maybe you'll if you'll look on to the keep lookout. My eyes
0: yeah, I'll yeah. be on the lookout for him.
1: All right, any departing thoughts? Ha ha ha. Oh.
0: <laughs> I do have a departing All thought, All right, literally. let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, one of the things that's really important is for people to arrive early. We talk about this a lot, <laughs> as you've seen with the lines. We are recommending that people get here two hours early for a domestic flight, and that's to get through the construction on campus, to get your parking space, to get through security, and get to your gate on time. So we always recommend that people arrive early, and also uh, about three hours early for an international flight. Wow. So okay. that's that's the piece of advice I will leave you with. If you do that, you'll have a smooth trip.
1: So that your employees don't get yelled at because of someone's like own faults. That- <laughs> well,
0: well, just to make sure everybody has a smooth yeah, travel experience. That's
1: very good. All right. Well, Stephanie, uh, I know we had to record quickly. You're, you're a busy person, but thanks so much for making time and thanks for being on the 919 podcast. Thank
0: you. I appreciate it. It was fun to talk to you about RDU.
1: That was Stephanie Hako talking about Raleigh-Durham International Airport. There are some exciting episodes coming up with some interesting guests, so make sure you are following on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to get all the details. That's at the919podcast. And if you really like this episode, please consider taking five seconds, I counted, to give a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps other people find the podcast as well. And like I've been saying since the beginning of the year, make it your goal to share this podcast with one other person this week. Have a great week, and until next time, thanks for listening.